0: Welcome to the Edutech Me podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Newsom, Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedette, and Jonathan Shack. And yes, I am an AI introducing each episode. This episode discusses the impact of AI on the finance industry. One speaker believes that AI can help speed up the process of reading and interpreting data, while another believes that AI can help with grunt work, such as fact-checking. Both speakers agree that AI can be helpful in helping humans cope with the deluge of information they face in the finance industry. This content discusses the benefits of artificial intelligence in helping to make decisions, particularly in the stock market. It highlights the importance of understanding trends and being able to analyze information in order to make informed decisions. It also mentions the potential benefits of quantum computing in helping to make even better decisions.
1: Welcome everybody to this particular episode of our podcast. Uh, What we thought we might talk about today, because it's a huge topic, is like with any new arrival of any uh, technology, it's going to challenge people in their businesses on how they actually raise the finance why it should be financed, and uh, how it's going to impact on people's jobs and how it might create more work or actually limit less, uh, limit work for people. So it's going to be an evolving situation and it's a huge topic, but I'd be interested in other people's views. Well, one thing
2: I I want to think about initially uh, is, I mean, obviously there's this number and data that gets submitted to different institutions to be able to get a loan. Uh, but there's speed for the people to read it, to interpret it, and work it out. So is there the real places for AIs to speed up those processes, perhaps, Johnny? Well,
1: I think that, that that'd be a fabulous idea mm-hmm. to actually get uh, a lot of the grunt work done by finance houses taken out of the system. I mean, I can, just a personal example, back in 1995, when Qantas floated, I ran the float for Qantas in Europe and I had to know every line of the prospectus. Well, if I had an AI that could read it for me and distill it down into the most valid and sensible salient points, uh, I would have grabbed it. But, um, you know, at times humans have to know the whole thing, but if there's grunt work to get through, AI would provide a tremendous opportunity, I think.
3: Do you know, Jonathan, I think that grunt work is what a lot of people who who don't have a great background in, all the things that go to make up your, whatever it is you're doing with finance, I think that's um, that's where I'd like the AI to be most effective, helping me understand a whole lot of things. Especially if you're in business, especially if you're you're you know in charge of massive budgets, uh, you're looking for for growth. Um, so yeah, I think that I th- I like that word, the grunt grunt work. So if AI grunt can do work. some <laughs> of that, and I can be confident, I'd be confident that that grunt work is spot on. I think that would tick
4: a couple of boxes. This is where it actually gets really interesting because us as humans, we are almost forcing either ourselves, our staff, our colleagues to actually almost work like robots and AIs these days and doing things um, like, as you said, just then a few minutes ago, Jonathan, around knowing every line in that prospectus. And I think that's where AI gets really interesting and and is able to help us with that grunt work. and then us as humans, you know, we, we are, uh, well, AI is consistent uh, and great for uh, sort of, but it's not particularly, doesn't think outside the box particularly well. But us as humans, we're messy, inconsistent, but we're <laughs> geniuses at what we do. And taking it and being able to finesse it and, and extend on it and expand on it, I think is um, you know, is great. So...
1: I think that generally in, in life, there's just this deluge of information that's falling on top of us all the time. And finance is no different. And uh, in fact, you know, the whole topic of employment is no different in that mm-hmm. context. And um, if we can come up with really creative, sensible, intelligent filters to help us cope with that huge volume of uh, of information, because there's you either try and cope with it or you just absent yourself. And I think both ends of that spectrum are, are dangerous.
2: I kind of wonder, uh, so just imagine we use AI to work out which prospectus is the best for an IPO. Uh, so
1: who do Ooh, I would invest in? I'd love to be in court for that one.
2: Uh, exactly, that's <laughs> where I was going. Like who's in charge? Uh, who, who's at fault when you, you drop your money at the line, which is really when you really are backing someone um, and it all goes pear-shaped like i mean who, yeah i know Ultimately, oh, you
4: still are cuz yeah, you're you the are, one who chose responsible. It. Look, the the ai can help you to fast track the, the initial yeah, you know, I, I sort of th- I see it's like when you're actually employing a whole bunch of you know, staff and or sorry, when you're employing someone and you put out a, a job application and you get a hundred applications, you do a first quick cull through to make sure that you can get it down to maybe 20 or 30 that you can read through in more detail. The same sort of thing with the IPOs, I'd be using the AI to actually cull through and get, you know, get rid of the, the majority of them because then I can deep dive into the ones that I'm actually interested because in, ultimately I'm, the buck still stops with me if mm-hmm. I am going to use this. Mm.
1: And that's a very good point. I mean, if I refer back to a previous career, my longest career in um, stockbroking is that the most professional fund managers would take information from various different stockbrokers and their own sources and take responsibility for their decisions where the inexperienced fund managers would blame the the brokers if it went wrong. They would take full credit if it went right, but blame the brokers if it went wrong. Um, But the experienced fund managers knew it was their decision at the end of the day. Well, one
2: thing I think would be really useful for is is honestly fact-checking. Because I mean, I can't think about all these reports that get produced. I mean, it's so easy to take people at face value and what they put out there in their marketing prospectuses and everything else is it real? Are the claims factual? Are they based in evidence? And that could be really, really powerful, I suspect, Carrie.
3: Well, due diligence, isn't it? Is, isn't that what we're talking about
1: here? Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah. And who to who trust. So in this world where we get a lot of fake, uh, b- being able to look at what's real, what's not, um, I mean, the possibility there is that we actually do get, fa- we, we're seduced by the fake information around making money possibilities to to invest all that's you know um and remember the conversation when bitcoin first came out um you know who's who's investing who's not who's made money who hasn't Um, i mean to me it's due diligence so if there's a way for helping mugs like me um that'd be fantastic
4: There are services like this already that are doing this, that are actually going through and analyzing trends because one thing AI is really good at is analyzing trends and and understanding the insights or providing sorry insights on trends that and which and validating information and things. But ultimately, you as the human still need to actually look at that information and say, is this what you know, is this relevant to me? Is it am I going to make a decision based on this information? Um,
1: so. Yeah, yeah
2: very, I mean, sorry, Ben, go on. It's a, it is very powerful. The um, the I guess, uh, I mean, depends on how you're going to deploy this AI, really. Eventually, so we as the consumers can look at. You know, I want to invest in certain stocks or businesses or maybe our own business is failing in some way, shape, or form. We need some help. I mean, at the same point, the the large institutions, they have a huge amount of I mean, even just thinking Shaki, just I mean, when the whole COVID thing happened, I mean the banks are doing their best they could to get as many loans out as fast as possible to keep the economy going, but they still physically had to process it. And that
1: I mean, this is something that would be really, really powerful, I suspect. They they did, absolutely. And um and that's where they failed, frankly, because yeah. um Because the people processing the the loans were also hearing sort of contrarian views about, you know, we've got to really protect the the balance sheet of the bank Mm -hmm. and make sure it's, you know, not going to go down the the gurgler because we're writing all of these loans, which the government wants us to make because it's got to keep the economy going. Mm -hmm. So you get these conflicting uh, things going on and human beings are influenced by conflicting influences, Mm -hmm. no doubt about it, tautology there. (laughs)
2: What <laughs> could be sort of interesting, too, is when you, so that when you're talking about those trends, um, even just the consumption of resources can point towards opportunities that we may completely miss as a humans outright. And suddenly, the, the whole bunch of irons now getting shipped to this country all of a sudden, and you totally miss it, because unless you're an iron trader, you're not likely to follow that particular thing. But it might actually point to an opportunity that you don't realise is happening in manufacturing in that con- mm. country. I don't know. Like, There's it's a lot there to be said, I suspect. Very much well, so. The whole, going,
4: going through all well, of that so, information so, yeah. is really important. Um, and, you know, it, it will give you those little nuggets that previously were not able to be uncovered very effectively because... You, you didn't have enough information or you not enough people were looking. And I think somebody was talking about before about um, verifying information. It can also uh, essentially provide you uh, that oversight of with the numbers or something that a company gives you, is it likely to be based on the, you know, the information You know, and do scenario mapping and all that sort of thing. So Jonathan, you wanted to add?
1: Well, Yeah, I was just going to um, basically bring this to a close, uh, but also to raise another topic which comes flowing straight out of that, and that is quantum computing. Because for the people who are coming up with quantum computing, are talking about trying to um, egalitarianize the world, as in share the wealth a bit more carefully, because it's going to do just that, what we've been talking about, handle all this huge amount of information and produce better results in the stock market, whether it creates it in its own right by doing it, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but thank you very much for, uh, for the comments there. I think that this is a topic that can run and run, and uh, we'll come back this is, to this another time. But please uh, share with us your views and, view, and news, and um, we'll see where we can take this further. Thanks very much, and bye for now.
3: Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.